Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Aphrodite Energy Podcast. This is your host, Samantha. So today on episode eight, we're going to be talking about shadow work and healing from the inside out. So I'm actually going to skip pulling a card today. Um, I have a feeling that this might be a little bit of a longer episode than I've done previously. So I kind of just want to dive right into it. So we're going to be talking about, like I said, shadow work. I mentioned this briefly in episode seven, self-help through spirituality. And I think I mentioned it at the end of that episode. Uh, Yeah, but I didn't talk exactly about all of the aspects that I'm going to talk about today. So today um, we will be talking about the I don't want to say negative aspects, um, but the things that you try to hide from other people that you wait to show the people closest to you, I guess you could say. So shadow work is really an internal um, thing that you're trying to, to work through. This can be done through journaling and just self-help through meditations and journaling. So when you think about the shadows, so you have like the darks and the lights. So you have the light part of you that is going to be that friendly, outgoing, energetic. um, The things that you are okay showing other people. And then you have the darker or as we say, the shadow sides of you, which are going to be Uh, jealousy, trust issues, stubbornness, defensiveness, all of those types of things. So today I kind of want to break down each one that I just have as as a note. Um, These are going to be like the most common ones. There's of course other things as well, but these are ones that when people ask me what shadow work is, these are what I use as examples. So I'm going to talk about these and ways that I've worked through them or done some work through them. Of course, I haven't fully worked through them. I think shadow work is an ongoing process that everybody does all the time. And I don't know if you ever fully work through it, but these are ways that I have come to know what my shadow aspects are, how I am dealing with that now and continuously working through them. So I'll start off with jealousy. So jealousy is a big one. I think Almost everybody has or does have jealousy issues in personal relationships. Uh, These can be with even friends. They don't always have to be with significant others. I've dealt with a a lot with friends in high school, and I try to teach that to my daughter now. You know, you can't be jealous of your other friends having or your friends having other friends. Or she just recently dealt with it with a one of her close friends and that friend getting a boyfriend or when she had a boyfriend and the other friend did not you almost have a jealous feeling with that circumstance because you're not spending as much time with that friend anymore um even as an adult I've dealt with this getting into new relationships and you know my friends say oh well you've changed or oh I don't see you as much well that's just something that actually just naturally happens when you get somebody else into your life, whether it be that I have another friend that I'm hanging out with more or that it's a significant other. People grow, change, evolve all the time. And the people around you adapt to your situations or your situations adapt to who you have around you. Same thing. So jealousy is a big one that we 
I think all eventually deal with at one point or another in our life. If somebody just tells you that they're not a jealous person, that's probably not true because I'm sure one time in their life they have dealt with it. That's a big one. I think everybody has to work through that. Along with jealousy is trust. I think those go, you know, hand in hand. Some of these I'll mention like kind of go hand in hand. So trust, if you're jealous of another person, then you might not have trust in that relationship. Um, Trust is built. It's not always just given. And if you don't have trust in a relationship, that creates jealousy as well. So I can not trust my significant other. So I am jealous that he hangs out with friends or has a female friend. Um, Those kind of go hand in hand. I think that they don't always have to. I think that you can actually have trust issues and not be a jealous person but for the most part those always kind of go together so trust you have to figure out why you don't trust um, your significant others and I've dealt with that a lot in relationships I've spoken previously about this and I've dealt with a lot of cheating in relationships that have created me to be a very untrusting person I try really hard to go into new relationships knowing that shadow aspect of myself and knowing that I have a hard time trusting, but sometimes it just unfortunately happens where a situation, and I'll get triggered by a situation and I will be untrusting in that moment, whatever it may be. Um, Maybe one example is if my significant other is on his phone and I glance over and they kind of move their phone away, then that's going to create me to be a little, like, you know, it would question, it made me question it. And I, that can seem as I'm not trusting, but also these are just triggers that I know those are my trust issues. Why did that situation create me to be like, hmm, why did he do that? So Um, I, again, these are just little small examples and you can use them however way you want in your life situations, but going through relationships where trust has been broken can be a very big shadow created in your life now. So just something to work on and to know and acknowledge that you have those issues. Of course, trust can be built back up. And I think that, you know, over time, you will understand that those are just triggers. And it's not so much that you don't trust that person. It's that, okay, this is my issue. That wasn't actually a big deal. I don't know why I feel that way. But I know that these are just triggers. And maybe that situation can be handled differently next time. So another one that I want to talk about is judgment. And I talked about this one in episode six, Stop Minimizing Yourself. So I mentioned a lot about not feeling uncomfortable about how you want to portray yourself. So making sure that you are going into situations as your authentic self and that you aren't worried about being judged, being that authentic self that you are supposed to be. So when I go into a room and um, I am dressed fancier than other people, even if those people are like, 
oh, every time I see you, you always look great and your hair is always done and you're always wearing, you know, a nice outfit. Here I am in leggings and a sweatshirt, which this has happened to me before. And I was just like, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I like to do those things for myself. It makes me feel good in the morning and makes me feel more productive to get ready to do my makeup, to do my hair, to get dressed and not just put on leggings, a sweatshirt, and my hair in a bun. And I'm not going to say that those days don't happen. I fully embrace that I will walk around looking, you know, like a, a bum to me. It's not looking like a bum, but to me, I will walk around, um, you know, with my hair in a bun, a uh, sweatshirt I've worn for three days in a row, and, you know, sweatpants or leggings, and not care. But for the most part, I like to because it makes me feel more productive to get ready. So just making sure that you're not feeling like you are being judged. Again, these are triggers. These are things that you're going to walk into all the time or walk into these situations all the time where somebody might comment on what you're wearing or, you know, your shoes or your your makeup or whatever it is and just being comfortable and confident in what you're doing and not feeling judged by others. This also goes with not judging others. If you are constantly judging other people for their appearance or if they're a jealous person or if they're, you know, untrustworthy, whatever it is, if you're judging other people, that is also a negative part that you want to be trying to work on. Why am I judgmental? Why am I so concerned that this person wants to wear heels in the grocery store? That's none of my business. Why do I look at that and be like, oh, (laughs) what is she wearing? There's something inside that is causing you to do that, whether it be your parents, the way that you know, they did they comment on your clothes when you were younger? So this is just how you were brought up. Or have you gotten comments on what you wear? So now this is just an ongoing ripple effect that you need to look at those little things that other people might have done to you where now you are being a judgmental person. I think these next three might kind of all go together. So stubbornness, anger, and defensiveness stubborn, you know, why am I so stubborn and why do I go into situations where I think I'm right? And my opinion is the one that matters. My way of thinking is correct. Why do we do that? Or why do other people do that? But in this case, we're working on our shadow self. So why am I so stubborn? I think sometimes I can be considered stubborn. I don't necessarily think that's correct. I think that I can be stubborn in certain situations of my thoughts, but for the most part, I'm just trying to see your side of it. So I kind of want to have that conversation like, well, why do you think that way? Or I think that you think that way because of this. It's not so much that I'm being stubborn, it's that I want to have that conversation and maybe help you see another way of thinking. It's not that I fully even believe 100% that what I'm thinking is correct. 
I am just trying to see your way of looking at that situation that we're discussing as well. So again, these are all hypothetical. Um, I'm not. I'm just kind of talking about what your shadow selves might be, and then also giving you my examples of how I've dealt with this. I I think that it's just easier to talk about when I kind of give examples. So then you can be like, oh yeah, I've done that before. Oh, I can see how that would make sense in my life or my situations I've been in. So anger, defensiveness, these can both go hand in hand too. Why am I getting so angry at this situation? Why did this conversation trigger me into an angry feeling? Why am I being defensive? Why do I feel that that situation that we're discussing or that topic that we're discussing makes me so upset that I have to be defensive in the conversation. It doesn't even have to be a conversation that you're like having, even just the tone of your voice can just be defensive. So realizing those triggers that make you feel stubborn, angry, or defensive. I think another one is insecurity. This can go along with jealousy as well, but why am I feeling insecure about this situation? Whether I'm insecure about my significant other going on guys night or something, and I feel like I can't trust the situation, but these also have to do about insecurities that I have within myself. Why am I not confident that my significant other is going to be loyal and not going to do anything that's going to upset me? Why am I insecure that people are looking at me a certain way? or that I'm being judged by other people. So insecurity can be a whole group of different things. But if you look at it, I think a lot of things come from insecurity as well. Like I said, the jealousy, the trust, the judgment, those are all little things that can create us to be insecure. But what situation made me feel that way? And what in this current situation is triggering that shadow part of me. Another one can be codependency. So codependency, I think, can be a big one. Um, I think there's healthy dependencies and then codependency, which can be unhealthy. Uh, Dependency is like I depend on um, my significant other to support me you can have a healthy dependency of your significant other or a friendship. But when it becomes codependency, like, I can't go anywhere without them. I can't live on my own without them. Which happens a lot. But if you have that type of relationship and type of attachment, we have to work through, well, why can't I? They, Why do they have the ability to live with, you know, without me financially, but I am so financially attached to them. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think that, you know, a lot of times in relationships, a stay-at-home mom is an extremely hard worker, if not harder worker than the person that's actually working. That person that's working doesn't have to deal with all of the household stuff and however many kids that you have at home to raise. That person is going off 
making the money and working and that at home spouse is doing all of the driving, the pickups, the groceries, the everything that they have to do. So it's not always a negative thing to think about codependency as for like financial reasons and things. They can actually just be ways that you can look at like, why am I feeling codependent? I could go make my own money. I can go get a job. I don't have to be the stay-at-home person and feeling confident and independent in that way. The last two I want to speak on are rejection and abandonment. So these, again, go kind of hand-in-hand. I think these are big ones that I really dealt with. That's why I kind of wanted to save them for last. So rejection, a great example for me is when I met what I think is my twin flame, I had such a hard time with us not speaking anymore because I felt rejected and it took me a long time to kind of realize that and work through it. But I came to realize that I have always been the one to leave a relationship. I have always been the one to walk away from a bad situation and be that bigger person and say that this situation isn't right for us. So at that time, when that person stopped speaking to me and didn't really give me a reason at all, I felt rejected. And again, it took me a long time to kind of realize that rejection was a huge shadow I had to work through. I didn't even really know what shadow work was at the time. So this was all just so new to me. And I'm like, wow, I feel so left. I feel rejected. And had to go through all of the different shadows of, you know, my jealousy, my trust, my insecurities. All of these things came up through the rejection of another person. So I think rejection is a very big shadow that a lot of people might not work through every day, but will probably have to deal with at some point in their life. So kind of encompasses all of those other shadows that we talked about and why do I feel rejected? I should feel okay with this situation not working out because I feel confident in who I am. So this person walking away isn't rejection. They're not rejecting me. They're walking away like I did in other situations. And I did made a healthy decision to walk away just like this person is. This is a healthy decision for them, whatever it may be, whatever reasons they had at the time, it was their decision. So I'm not being rejected. I'm just being put on another path to find what is truly out there for me. So along with rejection, abandonment was another one that I really, really had to work through. So I felt that at the same time I felt rejected, I also felt abandoned. Uh, I, Like I said, I, didn't, I wasn't given a reason that this person walked away. I wasn't told anything. I was just not talked to anymore. They just stopped talking to me and stopped answering me. So at that time I felt abandoned because it brought up triggers from my past, which again, I didn't even realize at the time. And I've since talked to my mom about this, but as a kid, when my mom and my dad divorced, my mom stayed in the same state for a little while 
but she was about three hours away. I was okay with that at the time. I was so young, I didn't know any different, really. And then when she decided to move south, she moved to North Carolina, which is about 12-ish hours from me. And again, I was so young, I didn't know at the time. I would go visit my mom, and she would be in, you know, North Carolina, and it was fine, and it was just like a, a nice summer getaway. And vacation for me every year. And then a couple years after that, she moved to Florida. And that was, you know, 24 hours driving away from me. And, of course, it was just a quick plane ride when I was a kid. But I think when you go through that, when your parent is moving further and further away... I just, I feel that it triggered me to feel abandoned again. I also dealt with it with my dad a little bit and I'm not sure I ever spoke to him about this but when I found out I was pregnant at age 15 my dad told me that he was dealing with too much at home or told my mom really that he was dealing with too much at home and that I should stay in Florida with my mom so this left me miles and miles away from my friends, my boyfriend at the time, and I felt abandoned. And I, 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 I want to stress that I didn't feel that this at the time. I didn't feel it as a child. But looking at it now, yeah, I guess I did. I, I felt abandoned because my dad was just like, oh, she has to stay with you. She can't come back. It was the best decision for me because if I stayed where I currently was, I probably wouldn't have graduated high school. I probably wouldn't be in the place I am now. So it was the best decision. But those are little things that you can feel trigger back up in your life as an adult. So those little things might come back to haunt you later in life. You might not think of them as such a big deal when you're younger, but rejection and abandonment were huge for me to deal with as an adult and realizing, wow, I'm feeling abandoned in this situation because I have felt like that when I was younger, not realizing it until I'm an adult, but I had felt abandoned or rejected when I was younger. So now I'm having to work through those triggers now in this current situation I'm having. So I think that's it. Those are all the shadow work things I'm going to talk about today. If anybody wants to discuss them with me, you can comment on here, leave a comment, you can leave reviews, that always helps the podcast find more listeners, and don't forget to follow me. Hope to see you next time, bye!